out there. Once again, it's time for another episode of the Rich Cheese Radio Podcast, where we specialize in horological hot takes, taboo topics, and unpopular watch opinions. I'm your host, the Meme Supreme, a.k.a. Brodinky. With me, as always, is Schmidt. Schmidt, how's it hanging? Pretty low, my friend. It's hanging pretty low. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, I was a little tired. I ate about a half a bag of spicy Takis and washed it down with a beer, so my stomach ache should keep me pretty alert for this full duration here. It that is sounds there. delightful. <laughs> In case anybody heard that, uh, we do have a guest. I know we kind of said there was be like a no guest situation, but that was more like a no guest. Like we're not gonna have your brand rep on or some strap maker or something. So we're gonna have friends in from time to time. And for those who didn't recognize that voice, that is our good friend Kelly. You might know her as at on her own time. Uh, she's gonna be a a big part of our topic tonight. I guess we'll say. Thank well, you. We are recording the 13th episode on the 13th. So what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> at, least it's, at least it's not a Friday. That's, right. that's true. It's a, yeah, no, it's a we're good. We're good. So that's, Thursday that kind of 13th. nullifies the evil. Yes. yes. So I guess <laughs> let me, let me bring in Kelly here. First of all, congratulations. You just hit a thousand subs on YouTube. I did. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me. I was going to make that the, the clickbaity title for this would be Kelly and her thousand subs just to see how many people would go for that. But I think that's unrealistic. I'm busy. I have a lot on my hands. That's right. <laughs> for those of you out there who are into the YouTube, we are going to simulcast this on YouTube on Kelly's channel. So check mm -hmm. that out if you want to see my dumb face or whatever. <laughs> um, but Kelly, why don't you tell us uh, a quick bit about yourself, your channel, yeah. And awesome. uh, just, I guess, what content arenas you're trying to explore and what you're going to, what you're trying to conquer here in the watch world. Absolutely. So my name is Kelly. I am found on Instagram and YouTube at on her own time, and I'm trying to conquer all of it. Um, mm. <laughs> I really, uh, the YouTube adventure is new. So Instagram has been my preferred platform. I like the regular lifestyle shots, occasional wrist shots, uh, watches and whiskey are my weakness. So very expensive <laughs> hobbies. Yes, they and, are. Oh, but it's, it's so delicious. And, uh, but the YouTube, the YouTube was new and it came from some of the live streams that we've done in the past and people enjoy that interaction. And for some reason, want to hear what I have to say about things. So I've rolled out some content. It's not the easiest thing to make, but the, I really think my next focus is going to be on consistently getting out some more YouTube content. Very cool. Very cool. And so we kind of approached you to be here tonight about this because something I've always wanted to touch on, and it's tough being out of the demographic, is women in watches. Mm -hmm. And seeing as... Schmidt doesn't have any experience being a woman that I know definitely of. not definitely not I don't have any experience being a woman aside from that one time <laughs> at one time oh. many 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 years ago we just don't talk about right as, bro as Miss Phyllis was... Levine now that there was uh, if you ever seen uh analyze this great movie but Billy Crystal goes into the whole thing never mind but um it's hard <laughs> to speak from a point of view that you don't have more or less yeah mm -hmm. I can get that yeah so we asked Kelly to help us out with this one and I guess sort of either validate or contradict or correct some of our predispositions or some ideas that we've had. 
Well, and I'm I- here for it and I'm excited. I've been a woman for quite a while and I <laughs> have uh, you now. Is, that, is this a I new have. endeavor for you? No, I've been, it's been quite a while. There we like, go. Okay. It's all right. just, it's, <laughs> um, so, so some it's, might say uh, your whole life, huh? Almost. Yes. My whole entire life. I've been a woman. I think I have a firm grasp on it now and I'm happy to, to kind of tell you the absolute insanity that goes through my mind on a regular basis. Thanks to those chromosomes. So I don't think there's any denying. I think it's, it's pretty much a fact at this point that females, women are the fastest growing group in the watch enthusiast hobby. Right. And I think you're seeing that across the board, a lot of, a lot of accounts popping up, a lot of enthusiasm for women getting into watches accounts growing up, Mm -hmm. uh, coming out, which is really great. It's, it's an encouraging thing. It helps people get into it that were apprehensive or thought it was kind of a boys club because at times it is, I don't, I don't think anybody would deny that either, that it's mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, for sure. It's sometimes very macho and it's even almost to the toxic point. Yes. So not now more than ever has the hobby become so inclusive socially. And I think contextually as well with releases falling more in line of the unisex. And there's been mm-hmm. a big push for that in the media across the board, whether you're an enthusiast or you have a, your personality who has a voice. Right. Everybody's kind of said, well, most of us have the same size ish wrists and can pull off the same stuff. Why are we having all this women's watches, men's watches when we can put stuff sort of in the middle and everybody can wear them, which is great. Mm -hmm. And with the push of, you know, some well-regarded entities and there's sort of almost like a feminist movement going on in in the horological field. Right. And it's sort of manifested itself and it's become sort of a boon for females who might have been hesitant, which is great. Yes, absolutely. Now. Conversely, there's almost a separate group who sort of does the clickbait, right? In a manner that it might not, it might go exactly against what the other group is hoping for. Yeah. But they're gaining popularity, right? They do sort of more of the sexy stuff. They mix in a lot of skin with the watches, which I'm not going to throw any shade on them. It's what they do. That's how they, they earn their living, so to speak. Yep. Maybe more than I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> is there but, is there uh, a watch only fans that i don't know about is that a thing uh maybe i feel maybe. like if not there needs to be <laughs> I, I mean there's so okay i'll tell you all some stories at some point it's the the potential for money making in the horological family from a female standpoint i mean just one concept alone, watch and feet pictures. I mean, it's scary. It's a dark rabbit, <laughs> it's a dark rabbit hole. I mean, there, there's a, I there's a market there's... for everything. I mean, like, <laughs> hey, I mean, if, if we, can, we can pass it off that you can now trade a black dial Daytona for a blue Tiffany Oyster Perpetual, obviously that there is a market the sky's, for everything. Sky's the limit. The sky's, sky's the limit. The That's limit. all we're going to say. Sky's the limit. <laughs> Exactly. Like when you can see that happen, absolutely. Anything is possible. Dream big. Dream big. That's right. No, um, you're right. I mean, bro, what you're saying is very on par. You have a lot of different women creators who bring their interests and the things that they want to portray. So you have content creators who are um, 
in the industry, they are watchmakers, they are executives for brands. And then you have enthusiasts who collect. And then you have people who enjoy collections that they have access to or that there are their own and they wake up and they feel really pretty and they want to show the world. And that is fantastic. Yeah. So you can find a little bit of everything and Mm -hmm. it's becoming more prevalent. I think because there are so, so many women active, it's giving confidence to women who have been enthusiasts and they uh, I meant to say enthusiastic, and then it came out in like enthusiasts, but they come out and they they see all these other women who are posting on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, and they're enjoying the watch hobby, and they say, I'm going to do this too. Yeah. Um, and it's refreshing. I go through my, the, on Instagram, when you go through like the discover page yeah. and I get so excited when I discover a new female account that I haven't met before and you get to talk to them and it's people all over the world. Yeah. Uh, and it's becoming so much of a, a happy place for women to meet other women and to hype each other up that, um, I've, I mean, I didn't expect to get that out of it, but I really have enjoyed that aspect the most. Right. And so kind of where I was going with this was we're not really here to judge what, whatever your approach is, however you, you cut your teeth, I guess mm-hmm. you'd say. We're not here to judge you, but when I sit and I think about the female collectors that I know personally, like yourself, that I'm genuinely friends with or that I enjoy the hobby with, that I'm chatting with, kicking pictures back and forth, tagging each other and stuff, I'm not so sure any of those paradigms necessarily fit them, Mm -mm. right? So sort of in in an attempt to get a broader perspective, right, discuss some viewpoints, this is where Kelly comes in as she's probably one of the most legit collectors I know, period, right? I mean, you have some pretty great stuff. I mean, while you're here, you might as well tell yeah. people what you, what you got in the box. I don't know if everybody on my page, <laughs> I, I know we have a lot of crossover yes. in our following, yeah, for but sure, for sure. I know you got some cool stuff, a Speedmaster Racing and El Primero. Oh, I love it. I have a really fun collection that spans uh, pretty much one end of the spectrum almost to the other. Uh, I don't have... You know, some of those six figure pieces, I just can't stomach that. But um, I have an unhealthy weakness for Cassiokes. So I have several G Shocks. They're very easy to buy at one o'clock in the morning when you've had a few drinks. For sure. Because you don't really feel the pain of it the next day. You're like, oh, I get a new watch, or it's a surprise and you never really even realized you bought it. But uh, Cassiokes, I have. Um, a speedy racing and that thing is just magic That's dope. it's the, that watch the is, texture is on that dial is incredible yeah it and is. i was really excited when we picked that up and we we looked for it for a while and now you can go into an actual like omega ad and there they are sitting in the counter and when we were looking you couldn't find them uh the seamaster Gotta love a good classic Omega Seamaster. We've got a couple of Rolexes in there. Uh, they get a lot of love. Um, both Rolex, of them are Roli? GMT. Ro- Rolexes. I don't really know. What's the plural of Rolex? <laughs> the the, the Roli? We, we've debated this before. I don't think anybody really knows, but it's funny. No. Uh, so we've got two GMT Master 2s, and I appreciate them uh, just as much as I do every other piece in our collection. I wouldn't say like they're the hype. My all-time favorite would be that Zenith Chronomaster El Primero. That was a Christmas so gift for me. 
God, it's sexy. Um, and it's a two tone, no less. It's just it like, is. it's so beautifully executed. It looks amazing. Yeah. And the straps that you've paired that watch with over over the years, it's 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 really really special. And you know, bro and I talk about this a lot. It's just one of those watches. Like we're we're the type of collector community that we want to have different and distinctive things. Yep. And for me, if you were to show up to a meetup and I knew nothing about you, and you're rocking a Zenith. El Primero Chrono Master Sport. So much respect. It's just like 100%. Yeah. It's just not, it's not the default. Mm-mm, you know, it's, it's just not, not the, the normal piece. And I, and I think, you know, as, as bro said earlier, like when you cut your teeth with something that's so special like that, like it sends mm-hmm. the right message. And that's why as bro indicated earlier, this is why for us as personal friends, you're a serious collector in our book because you have stuff that's just not all hype train watches or just not watch the game right. clicks. It's about actual collectible pieces and and stuff that tells a, a little bit about your journey as a as a collector. So it's really cool. Well, Great I think choices. that that's that's the thing. When you buy something, and I know this question comes up to a lot. It comes up a lot on any platform. Is should I get X Y Z? And a lot of times it's paired with some kind of investment terminology. And I'm just not a fan. If it doesn't make you happy, if it's not, if you don't look at it and make some really like inappropriate sound, <laughs> don't buy it. <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't grab you by the nethers, right, bro? Yeah, yes. Hold, holds on to you, man. That's it. Yep. That was, that was the Panerai story. Like the first time I tried on what is now my Pam 388, I was in the middle of a store and I really felt like I needed a cigarette after because it was just, <laughs> it was a really fantastic moment. Um, but the, everything in the collection was purchased because I wanted it, not because yeah. of what it could do for me down the line. Did I yeah. buy them smartly? Absolutely but I didn't buy them for the purpose of flipping because I just, yeah. it's just, a, that doesn't sound fun to me. No, it's, it's bro. Any, any season to collector will tell you it's, it is a hassle to flip. Oh, yeah. It is God, yeah. It's a dark and ugly world. It's never, I mean, I've talked about this before on our podcast many times. It's just like, it's not something that me as a collector personally that I ever want to do because I don't buy my watches to sell them. I buy them because mm-hmm. For me, they encapsulate special moments in time in my life. And I want those watches to always be a reminder of that aspect, whether yep. it's an amazing feeling or um, anniversary or a special moment. Like yes. those are things I want to hold on to. I would never want to throw memories away. It just seems odd to me. So I agree. I, get I agree. And, the, and like you said, the selling is a hassle. I'm too lazy to post my unworn clothes on Poshmark, much less go through the hassle of reference check for selling this watch yeah uh we have two wire. that we're considering right Fan, yeah. friends and family well, now, paypal who's and, and now it's gonna get crazy now, now it's PayPal's gonna get crazy. grilled oh that's right what is it paypal venmo zelle Cash. All yep. of them. everything yep yes nobody's I, I, it's gonna make it even harder now so we'll see if all these flipper boys out there are really gonna be anxious to, to start moving product when they had to do everything by wire it's yeah. going to be it's going to be a little so bit more sketch. I think it's on 600 and up. So I'm curious how many of them are going to be like, yeah, split my payment into fifty yeah. five hundred dollar payments. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it's 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 funny, too, because I'm also wondering if it's something similar to like a um, are you guys familiar with the eighty three hundred form? This is a banking thing. Mm, no, it's 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 basically a, a form of declaration for the IRS if you 
buy something in cash in excess of $10,000. You have to fill out this form and basically they can track because it's a large sum of money. Right. The problem is with the 8,300 form is it's within a fiscal year. So let, let's say you mm. buy something and you're like, oh, I'm going to spend up to $9,999 mm -hmm. to negate having to fill out the form. The next time you do a similar transaction for that extra dollar, it's it you have to on. you have to, yeah, exactly it's oh. it's a, it's an additional thing. So I'm wondering if it's six hundred dollars within the fiscal year. So like I don't know oh. if that's the case, but if it has anything to do with the IRS, if they're already doing it for one form, I would imagine they're probably doing it for the rest of them too. They so, have figured out. I'm they sure have it's figured part out of it. how to make maximum impact. Yep. The most emotional damage possible. Everyone's just, everyone's just gonna be trading SKXs from now until all of eternity. It's like, hey, right. buddy, it's only three hundred eighty bucks. Like, we'll we'll just make this happen. We don't have to declare it. Oh, yeah. So now I, I love my collection. It does. It makes me happy to the point that I don't want to go through all that. Yeah, exactly. Terrible. And I noticed not too many of those things in there are small watches. No, no. Um, not only so it's kind of like I like I really, really like this look of an oversized watch. And mm -hmm. when I say oversized watch, first of all, I have a seven inch wrist. So there's not a lot unless I was to wear like my Panerai is a 45 millimeter, and I don't feel like it looks oversized. It looks like Panerai. Um, but they're all significant size and they all classify as a men's watch, uh, which I have, I'm not a fan of that term, sure. but, um, yeah, they're all like 39 and up except as, I do as, have they, one as they should be, one. as they yeah. should be, you know, well, you're seeing design now go in that. I mean, you Rolex has rolled out a couple of smaller dial releases and that's fine because there's still a love of that classic 36, 38 millimeter design. And that's fine. But I think a lot of our most loved brands are airing on the, the 39, 40, 42 millimeter yeah. size yeah. range. And that's just what current fashion calls for. And I love also, that. The fact that I see women, all these women doing it. Yeah. And for me, the, the one thing that I've always highlighted about this is it's practical, you know, mm -hmm. like, I always mm -hmm. thought it was very weird, you know, and this is, I've talked about this before, back in my retail days, working in the watch industry at the 80 that I used to work for. It's like, it was always very funny when you had like an older woman come in and they're like, I can't, I can't read my watch. I'm like, well, ma'am, it's a 20 millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> You're now 65 years old. I mean, it's like, I'm sorry, but age has caught up with all of us, yeah. you know, like you get to that point where it just becomes impractical. And so having a watch that is now functional because it's the appropriate size is something that now becomes truly timeless because it will age with you as eyesight goes as things get more difficult to see and read i know it sounds silly but it is something that, that women have to think about because if yes. you've been predisposed to collecting 28 millimeter watches they're, mm -hmm. they're they look great when you're 25 yep how great do they look when you're 65 exactly right? exactly i'm 40 i still my like up close vision's fine. That distance vision's a problem. Yeah. But I went, I went for a consultation on LASIK after having a good conversation with some of my good friends. And I had to listen for five minutes 
to the optometrist telling me repeatedly how I'm going to need readers soon. Yeah. And I'm I mean, sitting there like, okay, great. Well, at least I can still see my watches. I know yes. what time it is. Yes. Actually, I didn't set this, so it's fine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I love, I just, I love the, the whole aesthetic look of the big watch design. And that's well, why they're good. all chosen. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. And a lot of them are shared with my husband. Uh, if you are one of my friends on the internet, you know who my husband is. And he makes appearances on my Instagram account in many different ways. He's not huge on social media. He does like to just disappear occasionally. He threatens to shut everything down. And, <laughs> uh, but he occasionally pops back up and we have similar wrist sizes. He has a seven and a quarter inch wrist. I have seven and we have similar styles. We have similar preferences. And there are some watches in the collection that are intended really for him because he chose them. It's what he wanted. And there mm-hmm. are some that are mine, like the Zenith. The Zenith is just what I wear and he loves it. He appreciates it. It's just not his style. And that's fine. Cause I yeah. wouldn't really want to, I would hate to have to hurt him <laughs> if he thought it was his. <laughs> I like him. I do. So I'd like to keep him on earth. Yeah. <laughs> we like him too. Just That's a little bit. What he's, he, right. he's, 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 he's a great guy. Okay. So I guess heading back to our main topic here. Okay. Right now, if, if you could imagine a bell curve, right? Mm-hmm. So the groups I talked about before, you have the heavy influencers, activists mm-hmm. over here, you have the thirst trappers over here, right? So you have all this in between, yes, this gray area that I feel is more or less just unrepresented. I agree. And I might be wrong, but I feel like I, unless I'm out there interacting with it, I don't see much of it. Mm-mm. And I feel like these are just the women who just want to exist they want to be in the hobby they want to share the wrist shots they want to talk about brands they want to ask somebody for advice on a strap Mm -hmm. right and collect through their own lens without noises and labels and titles is that hard to do yes because unless you're on one end of one of those opposite ends and you're just existing and you're being yourself in a way that is just calm and easygoing. And you just want to talk about your watches and the things that you enjoy, you fly under the radar. And I've, I found early on when I created this account on Instagram and was posting that the more I showed myself, my face, um, the lifestyle shots, the more interaction these posts got. And if I posted a picture of just my wrist or a watch box or something that had no sign of life in it, it doesn't get a lot of interaction. And so you have female content creators that their passion is really talking about the pieces that they love and why they love them. Sure. And they're not mm-hmm. getting the algorithms, not picking them up because they're not feeding off of a certain type of energy. And there are so many that just kind of don't get, I, I it, oh, 
you're welcome to message me. I'll give you a list of names. Anybody that's listening, because there's so many women who have so much to say, so many amazing experiences with their collections, stories behind their collections. And I follow their accounts and they're just not getting the traction that you see other creators get because yeah. it's just how they choose to represent themselves. That's interesting. So what would you say, Kelly, has been, I guess, what's the way to, what, what would you say has been the biggest challenge for you in starting this page and kind of floating somewhere in the middle between those two kind of polarizing groups? Because that's kind of where I think that you reside and a lot mm -hmm. of the other co the content creators that, that you're talking about, like mm -hmm. a lot of you guys reside in that kind of gray area, that middle ground. Yes. So what has been the biggest challenge for you as a burgeoning content creator within that space? Really the hardest part has been identifying what my goal was with it and setting boundaries based off of that goal. Okay. So when I created the con, the, uh, Instagram account. I had been in Facebook groups and that was my introduction to watch enthusiasm, uh, other collectors, hashtag watch fam and decided that I wanted a place outside of these groups to post my collection that didn't involve my family contacting me and critiquing me on how much I spent on watches. Yep. And <laughs> so, Makes sense. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I created the Instagram account and was amazed to find other people that this was what they did. This is a and thing. it was a thing. And I, I'm still discovering people to this day. And it's been two years it's been two years. I think it was February of 2020 that I created the account and learning how to make it grow when I started realizing it was a thing, how to use hashtags and all that fun stuff. But yeah. very quickly, you realize that you have to set a, def a definition of what you try to portray. And there are there's a, a persona. Everybody has a persona. The things that I show on the internet aren't right. Bro, bro <laughs> is a persona. Like his name, surprise, shocker. His name's not Bro Dinky. I don't know if anybody What? I've been lied to this entire time. <laughs> this, is, this is BS. I'm calling it right now. Take, take the PG rating off our podcast. I'm about to go off. So, I mean, that, that became quickly... Being a female in this, in this hobby, you get a lot of male attention, regardless of what you post, how much of yourself you post anything. And so it's okay. What is my role? So I have a teenage daughter. You will never see her on my account because of this reason. I get yeah. Facebook friend requests from people constantly that I won't accept. You can't see anything on my account because that's private. But I realized when it started picking up that I had to set those boundaries and I had yeah. to define what am I trying to do with this and how much of myself am I willing to put out there? You won't know what I do for a living because uh, I do have a real job that doesn't involve taking pictures on Instagram all day, sadly. Uh, I would like <laughs> to figure only, that out. The dream. If only, yeah. if only <laughs> the dream. I can just, you know, 
sleep in all day. And then for 15 minutes, I figure out how to crank out some Instagram content. <laughs> like, ah, shot. Done. Um, there's my, there's my salary made, but no, it's, it's, I, I love the people that I've met and there are a few people who are in that I've let into my life, but that was the hardest part is yeah. realizing that it is the internet and it's strangers on the internet and that you can't put any kind of faith into humanity. Yeah, you don't know where they And been. you have to stick to it. You know, ooh, no, dirty. <laughs> you don't know so, where they've been. Yeah. They don't know where they've been. So that, that's been the struggle because I, I spend a lot of time talking to people. I get a lot of messages. I like engaging with people. I get asked a lot of questions about my collection, certain watches, my opinion on things. Mm-hmm. And I have to keep a little bit of a separation. You may know my first name, but you're not going to know anything else about me. You're not going to know what my address is, things like that. So it's, um, it's not always easy because I'm a friendly person and I don't always assume that people are creeps until they send me certain messages. And then I'm just like, you're a creep. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting. See, see, bro, these are these are the things that we don't understand. As right, as, and that, as that's exactly what I was saying. Was I? <laughs> I don't get approached by many guys for pictures of my feet, but <laughs> <laughs> well, especially not me. I mean, I'm not on social media. We've talked about this before, but right. I think you know, just I think kind of if look- you had an account, even if it was dark, you, I think the enigma would attract a lot of creepers. I mean, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe we'll we'll see. You have this voice, Schmidt. It's the voice. People are going to ask you to You're send a man them, of like, mystery. Am I, am I going to have to start doing ASMR and just like, <laughs> just like whispering into the microphone? Exactly. Yeah, now I'm gonna, exactly. Now I'm going to take my bar tool. And I'm going to slowly compress the spring bar and remove the bracelet. This is very good. We just bypass. Extra risque. And yeah, we know, just completely got rid of PG right there. Look, <laughs> we said we specialize in horological hot takes and taboo topics and often unpopular watch opinions. Mm-hmm. I think this falls underneath taboo topics. That's just yes. what I'm saying. Yes, that's true. That is true. <laughs> this is what the listeners come to hear for, Kelly. Every single week they come here for this. So Because it's not a 45-minute wrist check. No. I know, you know, maybe, maybe one episode, bro. We should just do a 45 minute wrist check just one time just to see if we could actually do it. How do you do a 45 minute wrist check? Do you just sit there and like, you have to talk about your buying experience of the watch, the significance of it in your life. You have to wax poetic on the history of the watch. It's historical significance in the world. You have to Uh, write a haiku, how it has made the world a better place. And, uh, (laughs) every pop culture reference to it ever yeah and then everyone has to go around the room and do it right so 45 minutes oh wow so like if we each spoke for you know 10 15 minutes kelly which you know yeah i mean we're already at 30 or like i mean it's it's great we're 45 minutes between the three of us just just well knowing us it'd be easy to do but do i want to listen to people i don't know like especially to watch i already own Right. And then you do it every episode. I mean, yeah, you only have so many. You're gonna go back to it. Well, again, yeah. This is my inner friends, my watch fam friends. I'd have fun with that because I know their personalities. Like, 
talking to you all about that would be hysterical because it would just do it in a way of, I don't take this seriously and I'm about to take the piss out of everybody, but those people that take it seriously. Yeah. (laughs) I can't. I mean, my my stories are pretty serious, but again, nobody wants to hear my stories. So it's just kind of like, you know, and I only have so many watches. So Mm -hmm. like, that's the other thing too, is like you're doing a 15 minute rest check and it's like, all right guys. So like, this is the same risk check that I did five episodes ago, but I'm going to have to recycle right. it. And then, well, you know, yeah, I, can so I only got that. so much money, bro. And I are poor Kelly. We're not influencers like you. All right. Dang it. We're not, we're not free lady influencers. All right. It's, it's the weirdest thing ever. Like, I did. I got approached recently about like, Hey, can I send you something? And I thought to myself, why <laughs> on purpose? Like, why me? Me? Little old me? What made you choose me? And uh, and then I kind of look at the the messages I I get, and I get a lot of messages about where'd you get that? Can I buy one too? And oh, yeah. okay, that's fine. <laughs> Let's yep. do that. Connect- you're connecting the dots for people, Kelly. I think so. I yeah. think so. Um, I like what I like, and I like to talk about it. And I think that's that's the the whole crux of all of this. I like watches. I like whiskey. I like to talk about them. I know more about watches than I do about whiskey. Yeah. But I'm determined to taste all the whiskey. So that's a good, that's a good goal to have. I think so. Now, while you're on whiskey. Yes. Right. How has your watch community experience been as opposed to your whiskey community or whatever other hobbies you might have? It's actually pretty similar. And I got into the whiskey hobby after the watch hobby, which I'm very thankful for because I was prepared for what I experienced in. Mm. And it's, there's, so I'll tell you this amongst the platforms. So let's look at our common content creator platforms. We've got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Yeah. Of all three of those, Instagram is the happiest place. It's like Disney World. There's a dark (laughs) underlying little kind of creep thing going on. Maybe some like broken rides. I don't know. It's fine. There's always something bad because there are people. Um, Facebook, a little bit toxic because you can still see people's names, but they feel this unrealistic confidence behind the keyboard. Mm -hmm. Then you've got YouTube and YouTube has the most hate that I've ever gotten is on YouTube. (laughs) Um, but I mostly interact with, with, uh, like the bourbon groups on Facebook. And I would say across Facebook and Instagram, 90% of the people I interact with are great. They're supportive. They actually get really happy when there are new enthusiasts, female enthusiasts, because I'm into male dominated hobbies. Right. Um, right. But you occasionally get the snark and to kind of, first of all, explain this. I saw something one time where the comparison came up about why do women post pictures with themselves in the picture when it's things like watch groups and bourbon groups. And there's somebody explained this really well. There's like kind of like a psychological difference between men and women in that women actually enjoy posting pictures of more lifestyle, more in the moment kind of pictures of what they're doing when they're enjoying certain things. Men don't think that way. And they think a little bit more singularly, a little bit more like 
narrowed in on the subject. So that's when you get like just a, a glass of whiskey or just a, sorry, just a watch on a wrist. <laughs> so, um, it's, when you're in these groups or especially on Facebook, because first of all, Instagram is nothing but pictures. So if somebody follows you and then starts critiquing how you take pictures, like that's on them. Like you chose this. Um, Facebook is you'll have these groups and you'll have women posting pictures like long day at the end of the day, I have my, my cup. And most people are like, that's awesome. I love that whiskey. That's really great. And then you have this one person who has to come in like, huh, what whiskey? That's yes. the most unoriginal comment. First of all, let's do better. Um, and second of all, they're like, just because, and they, they'll say things like, oh, if I posted this, my post, we only get like three likes. This one got 750. Well, no, Chad, it's because I have a better personality than you, but that's fine. So that's inevitable <laughs> across the board, but I was prepared for it because yeah. of the watch groups. Um, and the watch, the watch groups can be, I mean, we've touched on this before on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It it can be a really dark, dark and ugly place. And that's, and that's why, yeah. I, that's why bro and I have talked about this before. It's like, I, I had to get off the forums. Like there was a moment where I'm like, these people are just, they're nuts, man. They're ruthless. Like they are. It's just they're ruthless. ruthless. It's like you take a, you take a picture of a, you know, a speed master and you post it like, Oh, couldn't get to Daytona. You must be broke. And I'm like, what? Oh my god! That's it's not a three twenty one watch. Like I, yep. mean, I mean, like wh- why? You know? Yeah. So it's it, it it's just crazy, and I can only imagine the the amount of hate that another man would be willing to give to another man, mm-hmm. right? Behind the keyboard strokes, but like, what type of hate are they willing to give to the opposite side? Like our female compadres, com- yeah. you know? Like that. It it just well, seems. I think part of it is visceral. They- they feel the need to have them qualify themselves. Mm-hmm. Like somebody's going to approach Kelly and they're going to try to hit her up. Oh, like with reference numbers and, oh, does I have this movement? Whatever, whatever. Yeah. They're going to see if she knows what she's talking about to qualify herself to them because people's egos are just ridiculous. Yeah, And that is very true. I don't see that as much with male interactions and you – really hit the nail on the head at how often I get challenged for my uh, sincerity in this hobby of, yeah. oh, why did you just put on your husband's watch? It's like, no, I actually like this. Well, oh, well, why do you like it? And then they slide into the DMs and then they're asking, they ask all these, it, these questions and that's it's fine. Like I'll, I'll exactly yeah. like, well, do you know what kind of watch that is? No, I don't. Do you want to tell me? Like, no, of course I know. Um, but I'm wearing it, aren't I? Like, yeah, but the men don't do that with other men. Like, if they're going to yeah. go after each other, they're going to, they do go after each other, but it's unless it's in the Houdinki comments, right? Like, because then everyone's an expert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if, if it shows up on a blog to watch or Houdinki's comments, like, that's when, that's when the guys are really flexing hard and they're going, oh, they're going into yeah. the jugular. They're like, Oh, you, you, you pores couldn't get the, the solid gold three twenty ones like $81,000. Nobody like I'm, I already got my cannabis. Like, gold I have speedy. three What's wrong with mills. you. Like, I have three Richard mills. You guys aren't on the waiting list for one of those. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, but it, that, that is, and even on Instagram, it's the same thing. And I think that maybe that's why 
there's more women enthusiasts that we know about, or sorry, there's more women enthusiasts than we know about because Mm -hmm. they just don't want to deal with that. And I don't blame them. I mean, you have to have some thick skin to deal with some of the the DMS. And I have moments where I just kind of shut down because it becomes too much. you're, You're a moderator too, right? I am. I am. I moderate a large Omega group. It's the Omega Seamaster community. It's got 35,000 people in it. Um, but that's just one. I actually somehow moderate like five others and I don't really know why. Because How do you do this yourself? I mean, like this must be like a glutton for punishment, like YouTube, Instagram, like I I jumped off because I was just like, I I can't handle this toxicity anymore. Like, It's uh, it was insane and like I like and you're over here. It's like yeah, I'm just gonna run full force and moderate five different types of of things. Like it's crazy. Luckily, they're not all on the same level uh, as far as so a thirty five thousand member group does have a lot that can happen, but we have yeah. a lot of moderators and admins. Uh, it kicks off occasionally and we all have to join forces, but some of the other ones are, you know, 8,000, 5,000, like a couple of them are like 500. Uh, so they had, they're easier and they kind of run themselves and usually they are offshoots of a core account. And then you have, it's made up of people who kind of police it for you. Um, yeah, but it's more tattletailing. Yes. The adult tattletailing will suck the soul out of my body. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I'm a firm believer of we're adults. If you don't like something, you can block it or keep scrolling. And that is not a common understanding, but definitely not on Facebook. That's, for sure. <laughs> That's definitely true. not on Facebook. That is true. That is true. But it, it can Ugh. be a lot if you let it. Yeah. I remember, I remember back in the day when I was still on a, a, a watch group in Facebook Mm-hmm. And I won't mention which one I was a part of because it doesn't matter. But I remember I challenged this dude because he was posting about how there was like that. Now these like super fakes coming out for the Omega SMP. Mm-hmm. And um, I was challenging like, this is completely ridiculous. Like, why are we giving this any kind of credibility? And I even told him like, you know, fake watches are for fake people. Like, this is not like this is not the place for this. If you want to go post about fake watches join a fake watch forum if that's what you want like this is real watches right and he just crawled up my butt and just like wanted to destroy me from the inside he was (laughs) roasting me blasting me in the comments and it got really ugly really fast i was like you know what dude like i i I just can't i can't deal with this i was like this is not what i signed up for like if you're going to be promoting like bad stuff like this like this is not the group for you no. Come to find out, this dude was like the moderator of this like forum. And so he banned me yep. from the forum for challenging him over this. And I guess like he was trying to get me to beg to come back. <laughs> so he was like, he's like, well, you know, I am the moderator. And like, if you if you decide that you want to publicly apologize, I'll be happy to let you in the group. And I was like, I was like, if this is the type of group that you're running, I was like, I don't want you anywhere a part of it. Come yeah, no. to find out, this guy gets eventually removed because he was legitimately selling fake watches. And so he was using this as a way to position people. <laughs> to get fake. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, this uh, is, how sick is this? I was like, I just, yeah. I can't. I cannot yeah. do it and I, and I won't do it. So I was like, ever since then, I've just been, bye-bye. I'm on the other side of that. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. It's, it's, 
It's people. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> people mess up everything. I've always they said do. this. I was, I've always said this. People are the worst people. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Even like we, we were talking about earlier was I don't understand why it doesn't matter what corner of the internet you're in. It's it's not just watch groups Mm-mm. and stuff. Everybody always has to like throw their two cents in at you. And I, I don't mean their opinion. I mean like they'll try to correct you in little ways and yeah. you're yeah. like, no, no, no. What I wrote was what I meant. You just don't know what I'm talking about. And they're like, no, no, no. You don't know what you're talking about. It's like, no, I guess I'll find <laughs> you a link or something, but this is what I'm talking about. And they're like, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, all right, maybe. Uh, but I, I, I still don't see it your way. Or, well, agree to disagree. And you're like, how do no. you know what I'm talking about? Like, I wasn't like, even seeking your validation in the first place, right, homie. Like, like, get lost. <laughs> yeah. Like exactly. pride is intense. Pride is a thing on the internet and i just i don't it's too exhausting and and this is this is partly because everyone has as you mentioned before everyone has their persona they Mm -hmm. have the persona that they want to portray for the world and they have the persona that they want to portray for the digital world and absolutely a lot of times those two things don't come into contact with one another and you know how the way in which we act in the real world often does not translate to the digital one Mm -hmm. and so people People act out. I think that it's it's a very real problem. And I'm sure, especially as a, a a leading female in this industry and in this hobby, it's like I'm sure you've seen it number of times. People oh, just want to act out. Oh, absolutely. There's it's um it's it's like watching a bunch of roosters sometimes. Like <laughs> they they uh you know that this is not their personality. Yeah. You know that they are being aggressive for a number of reasons. Yeah. So either it's aggression. Yes. It's either aggression towards me because for some reason there's some kind of like intimidation or it's, um, like aggression towards other people. Like if, and sometimes, yeah. And, and the funny thing is, and it's watching there's, there's 90% of the people that I encounter are fantastic. And that 10%, they're not always bad, but their intentions can be a little unnecessary. And so when you have that one person on a forum of some kind who makes some kind of off color comment, you suddenly have these people who want to come to your defense. And I don't, I don't need defending, but they get really excessive all of a sudden. So there is, there's, I don't know what the term is. It showboating. I don't know if it's showboating, but there's just, just strutting, but it is the internet. And that's kind of what a lot of people come to the internet for. You know, there's that, you see these comments sometimes of people like, Oh, what do you, do you just want attention? Welcome to social media. Yeah. I mean, I I guess, I guess this is the the weird phenomenon of the escapism aspect of the internet, Mm -hmm. right? It's this Mm -hmm. this idea that we are different people online. And again, Mm -hmm. it's the persona that we want to portray. Like we're not going to be exactly who we are hundred percent of the time online. than we are in our, in our real world lives because it can be detrimental. It can be dangerous. People can dox you. Like there's a lot of stuff. And as you said it, you have to keep these two aspects separate. Right. And that's why me, as part of this podcast, like nobody will ever know who I am because social media, right? Like it's, it's just, you know, I am who I am. You have my name. That's what it is. And that's all you'll ever know about me. Right. I mean, and unless exactly. we're personally friends, right. So exactly. it's just one of those things. And, and uh, it, it's, I can only imagine what it's like 
as a as a woman to deal with that kind of stuff because it's already tough enough as a guy yeah. you know yeah but then to just add that extra level of complexity on top of it i just think it's 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 crazy it's crazy and it's in there still there's still societal expectations um yeah. i'm gonna tell you all a secret i don't look like this all the time i don't i'm sorry you this don't? is not no. like i mean my yeah, I usually look homeless, actually. So yeah, there is you, you put that up though. You put up the glasses and the sweatshirt I, and the hair up. You so give us the real stuff. It's not just that sugar-coated. Is, that is one of the things that when I said to myself, okay, this is getting substantial, I could yeah. actually make something pretty fun and real out of this. What am I gonna do with it? I can't for my own sanity. And for a lot of women that I know who are active in this, they can't be someone 24 seven that they're not. So I like to, to, to show like, here's the real me. Like, I mean, when I have hair and up in a bun and hoodie and glasses and a mustache filter, I love that mustache (laughs) filter. That thing is, that's mine. Um, The Tom Selleck. Yes. It's pretty amazing, but Because I'm, I'm, I like those nights where it's like, I want to be a girl. I want to be flirty. I want to be pretty. I want to be cute. That's not all the time. And if I want full honesty with myself, then I'm going to portray that. You're not going to get every aspect of my life, but the person that I portray is pretty much me. Yeah. If I, if you run into me in, on the, sh- on the streets, this is the same way I'm going to talk to you. I just may not look like this. Uh, but that, that's probably one of the hard things for women, because there is an expectation that if they're not putting forth that glam, then they're not trying and they could do better. They could do more and you shouldn't have to, who cares? Like, you know, we're we're here for the watches. Exactly. That's, I mean, that's last time I checked it. We're like watch collectors. Like, yeah, I'm not a makeup tutorial artist. So like, I'm not going to. Look up that stuff on the How internet. How do we know? But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. I am yeah. all glammed up with my smoky eyes behind this black screen, guys. Um, no, but it's just like, you know, it, it's, I mean, we're, we're here for the watches. I mean, that's that's ultimately yes. and fundamentally why we're all connected, why we know yes. each other, and why this, you know, this podcast exists and, and why obviously you're doing the content that you're doing, Kelly. It's because yeah. we love watches and we want to talk about that and share exactly. that with the world and, and be more inclusionary. And I think... Mm-hmm one of the things that I have a lot of respect for you about is, is the way that you kind of have kicked open that door for more content creators to come through. And I think that that's something that's, that's, that's really important to talk about because as you mentioned before, you saw other people kind of trailblazing this way for you. And it's really important that we, that we have these doors open for, for other women and for other content creators to come through and and feel engaged and, and want to be a part of this group because we want it to grow. Absolutely. And the community in, in the last few years has not always been so receptive to that. I remember that one talking watches where they did like their first ever like lady uh, interview and she it got was roasted. Just, she got roasted, man. And it yeah. was it was just it was very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But she collected watches from a different perspective that most watch collectors didn't resonate with. Like she collected based on style and fashion She's and like the way something looked. Yeah. You know, it's like 
it was based on aesthetics, which there are people who collect watches based on aesthetics. And so these diehard dudes who are concerned with, you know, movements and technology and construction, they roasted her. And for no reason other than it wasn't the way that they collected watches. Right. And and I feel like so hard. Well, and the frustrating thing that I almost feel like sometimes with certain personalities is almost like there's a level of um, territorial nature over women coming into this hobby. Gatekeeping. Exact gatekeeping. Thank you. That's what they call and it. It's, and it's the same with a lot of male not car guys, whiskey guys, gun guys, any type of male dominated hobby. You have those people who I don't know why they're intimidated. I mean, I'm not jumping ahead of you on a wait list and it, they feel like they have to prove themselves. Whereas a watch is a watch is a watch regardless of the brand. And my reasons why I find a watch that I want to buy is different than somebody else's, but it doesn't diminish it. Doesn't diminish the, the appreciation or the love of the hobby. And it's, it kind of circles back to that feeling of having to, to, um, prove myself when they like question me and try to, I have to validate why I want to be here. And it's, it's that's messed up. Interesting. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's wrong though. I mean, that's the other mm-hmm. thing too, is like we, you know, watches are in, in many ways touted as this inclusionary thing in some aspects. And it's just like this idea that people make the barrier for entry so difficult. Sometimes it's, it's, yes. just, it's, it's not necessary. It really doesn't no. need to be necessary. Oh, and um, like I said, we're all here for the watches. So just send me some more yeah. wrist shots and let's let's have, you know, cool Internet fandom and 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 share and like our posts. And exactly. That kind of stuff. Like, that's what it should be. That's it. That is. And again, I'll continue to say this because I know that I share on my Instagram stories screenshots of messages that I get that aren't always the nicest because it, they make me laugh, honestly, but it's, (laughs) it's a sad reality that I feel like needs to be called out more and more because it shouldn't be the norm. And luckily the majority of my experience is positive. The majority of the people that I encounter are excellent people that I'm very thankful for. I'm thankful for the relationships that I've made, the things that I've learned and I wouldn't trade it. I would just like to improve it because some things just don't need to happen. Some things don't need to be said. And, but that's, that's going to be any, any kind of platform, any kind of subject that, that won't change, but I'll continue my efforts to bring manners. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you a question, right? Yeah. Okay. As I've said previously, right, you're one of the more serious and passionate collectors that I know, period, male, female, whatever. Now, have any of these, uh, I guess, female-centric accounts reached out to you for like a feature, collab, anything? Not, and I mean, I think about like Watch Femme and um, 
well, like watch Anista and stuff. And that, no, I would love that. <laughs> I get nervous though. I will tell you, I get nervous at the idea because that's when it's, it's like real. when you and I, well, I'm going to say this when bro, when you and I talked and you said you gave me this opportunity, first of all, I know that it was talked about of no guests. So as soon as you said that, like palms got sweaty <laughs> and I was sitting there like, why? Um, because again, I didn't start this for any other reason than a safe place to post watches. And then it opened up this whole door and Pete will tell you this poor man has to deal with me talking about watch and the whole watch world all day long. And it's given me these avenues to talk about it, but I still don't take myself very seriously. And so when I get the opportunity to go on watch cheese radio or Rico's watches, shoot, wrist cheese radio, see nervous palms are like sweat and hard, but my wrist is sweating. My wrist is sweat. How does your wrist sweat? Is it wrist sweat radio? It's wrist sweat radio right now. It's watch cheese radio, wrist cheese, wrist sweat, something. No. Um, when I get the opportunity to come on and actually talk, I don't really understand why. I love it, but I would love nothing more than to have the opportunity to bring my voice national if that was an option. So partnering with one of those female-centric would be probably the biggest honor because they are so passionate about opening the door and normalizing it in. And I know it sounds a little weird when I say normalizing it through a women's centric platform, mm -hmm. but I think it's necessary when you have, when you're part of a small percentage of. Of the greater community. Uh, exactly. Yeah. No, I would love that. I would, I would probably throw up and then I'd say yes. <laughs> I'm I'm frankly a little surprised it hasn't happened yet. Because, yeah, me too. No, because not. You know what it is. You're not the the typical person I see on there. A lot of them are. I feel like are the same like one dimension type person. Very like mm -hmm. urban city, like fashion oriented. Like yeah. Like we joke around that you're one of the guys, but like you know you're in a <laughs> bourbon. Like yeah. You know, we hang, out, we hang out. I don't like, talk, yeah, I don't like, like cars, but everything else I told you that men gatekeep is like the things I like. <laughs> but you know, like even like when we do live streams and stuff, we just yeah. hang out. There's no, like, I have to put up a different thing because there's somebody the opposite sex here. There's none of that. It's just. We, and I think you're right because you do, and you see some of these articles and a lot of the people are in the industry also, which gives them yeah. the, the exposure and I'm not, I, my industry is the farthest from watches that you could possibly get, but if I continue and, and that's, that's kind of the direction that I'm going, I want to get to that level. I want to get to that. I don't even know. I don't want to say notoriety, but I would like for it to become more out there so that more women are confident. And it's not because yeah. I want some, some, um, online magazine to write an article about me. Right. I want to continue talking about the things I love and spend my days doing it, normalize it for other women and maybe make it a little bit something more substantial than just a hobby. I don't know. We'll see. But if yeah. it didn't, I love what I do as a main job anyways. So if I can figure out a way to continue having both aspects, I would be happy. Yeah. Um, but no, I think if they did, I'd be over the moon.
Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm telling you, I think they should look into that because, like I said, you're not the cookie cutter, you know, hanging out in Manhattan, <laughs> you know, uh, Upper West Side, getting out right. of a cab with your Cartier Panther on or whatever, like <laughs> exactly. You know, your, sol- my, your solid my, gold Daytona, just yeah. You know, just in my, it, in my it's your Friday hills. watch. And my hey, bear, 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 bear coat. Pro, and <laughs> I'm yet to see an El Primero on one of those. So never. They don't. Seriously, it's always racing, the like, same ones. That would be it's, sick. I agree. It's always the same. But there is like, if it wasn't me, I can off the top of my head, I can rattle off like three, like five other women that I yeah. would love to see because they are the same. It's the same situation. It's normal. And I'm not saying that the women that they write up about aren't normal. I'm just saying that it's like women who have built this hobby into their own lives. It's not, they came into this hobby because of their career choices or whatever. No, this is something that we loved and we added it to our life. And the same, the same way that all of us got into watches, like, mm -hmm. you know, I was into watches before I ever was was selling them and, yeah. and working in the industry. And again, I'm not anymore, but, you know, I added it to my life. It wasn't yes. something that I was like, I didn't grow up with watches. I didn't right. grow up with anybody who cared about watches. Everyone thought it was weird. Like yep. I talked about this before on the podcast. Like this was something that I discovered myself and I dove mm-hmm. into it head first. The same way that I'm sure bro did as well. I mean, yep. This is this is what it is, right? And, yeah, you, and you start looking for a respectable timepiece, and then here you are. <laughs> <That was laughs> you're it. like, so yeah. much money later, I'm I'm broken yeah. the load. <laughs> See, I was I was Somebody kind of dumped into it, but then I stole it. So Peter yeah. wanted a watch, and I didn't understand why he needed to spend that kind of money. And in hindsight, it was only six hundred dollars. But I was like, <laughs> considering some of the things in this box yeah, beside yeah. me, I don't know what I was thinking, but. It as soon as he brought it home, it that's when it connected, and then I was just like, "Well, this is my hobby now." So, uh, you're welcome, Peter. (laughs) Poor Pete. (laughs) Poor Pete. I I still remember the days when it was on our own time. I know. (laughs) For those of you who are listening to this podcast, Kelly's original Instagram handle used to be on. Our own time when per, when her and her husband Peter shared the account, and then he was, promptly he was after, the algorithm. Yeah, probably there she booted Peter off the account, and it just became on her own time, and she exploded. So I don't know, yeah. maybe maybe Peter was the dead weight holding you down, girl. Hey, what what do you got now? Eight K, eight K follows, eighty eight fifty. So almost, almost a nine. nine. <sighs> yeah. It's uh, hey, it's you, if, blown up fast, and I yeah. don't even know. <laughs> well, let's just say this to all of our listeners on there who who may not know who Kelly is, and you may not be already following her. Please go give her a follow on Instagram and on YouTube at at her own time. She's phenomenal. She's great watch fam, and obviously, as you can see here, she's an articulate, well seasoned collector. She has an amazing collection, and. You know, you might get a little bit of exposure to Peter too. He's kind of in the background, but Kelly's amazing. He's, Give her a follow. Okay, he's she fun. can hang. She I can think hang. so. I think so. We can hang. Like it, we can drink bourbon. We can talk. Watch. It's fun. 
But uh, no, I mean, we do a lot of fun things together, especially on the various platforms with the live streams. And, you know, that's another thing that I love. I love the fact that it's becoming a little bit more normalized as far as just on like just talking to each other. Uh, I've had um, a lot of fun with a few of the ladies in the in the in the fam, bringing them on live streams or participating with them on live streams. And I just that's what jazzes me. Those yeah. are, those are awesome. And you know what the best part is? No politics, what? no COVID. Seriously. No, none of that. It like, never I mean, goes there. Never. No. I just want to talk about watches guys. I want to talk that's about watches. I want to hang yeah. out, take photos. And occasionally I want to smoke cigars, drink some bourbon, yes. go off and, on a strange and, tangent. You know, there <laughs> yes. you go. that's, that's what it is. That's what I want. Yeah. I mean, and I have, I've managed to surround myself with some amazing people. I've gotten to know y'all. Um, I've gotten to know some people that really inspire me. And we got Christmas card from Australia. <laughs> we did. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We got Christmas cards from Australia. Okay. We got, I mean, just around the world friends yeah. that I would never imagine. And they're some of the best people ever. No, I couldn't, I couldn't trade it for, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And just the women that, I've met it just, they're strong and they're passionate and they're beautiful and they're funny. And it's, it's so awesome. Like, it's just, yeah. I know I spend a lot of time on social media. I like to engage with people. I like to get to know them. I spend more time on Instagram, but it's because that's where my friends are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wouldn't know. No, no, you're not on social media. So I can only talk to you through smoke signals. There we go. <laughs> it's okay. I'll take it. I'm old school that way. No. So. I, I mean, I appreciate that about you. I really do because you're not stuck in the, in the, um, the hamster wheel. Sometimes it's the echo chamber too. There you yeah. go. Yep. That's a hardcore echo chamber. <laughs> Bro, anything yeah. else you want to ask our esteemed and lovely guest? Uh, I don't think I think we touched on everything I wanted to. Yeah. Um, Kel, is there anything you wanted to add? No, I Any just I had a lot shameless of shameless self promotion or <laughs> well, yeah. Um that's I mean, I'm gonna take that opportunity. I'm on the wrist cheese radio right now. Yeah. Uh seriously though, I would love to meet more friends. Um, I really enjoy hanging out with Bro and Schmidt. This has been awesome. And if you are tuning into this on my YouTube and you haven't subscribe to their podcast, please do so. You're on iHeartRadio and and uh, pod, what is Spotify, the Spotify, Apple Spotify. Podcasts, more or less anywhere you can find podcasts or others. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, and if you, for some reason, are living under a rock and you have no idea who Brodinky is, then you need to educate yourself. Um, Hashtag Hezzy my- Boys. <laughs> Hashtag Hezzy Boys. Um, but no, bros, fantastic. I actually remember the first time I started following him, and then I remember when he followed me back and that's the first time, like a real in big account followed me and I'm sitting there going, Oh my God, bro. Dengue knows I'm alive. <laughs> and then there was like, we started messaging and I'm like, Oh my God, he talked to me. Yeah. And then I actually spent more time talking to him and I've interacted. I'm like, it's bro. Yeah. But he's still like this awesome person. So no, it's just, it's, it's, it cracks me up, but no, if, if, uh, you're tuning into this on YouTube, check them out. 
They're amazing. I love these guys. And if you are listening to them, please check me out. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at on her own time. There's a bunch of unnecessary periods throughout that. <laughs> and then I'm also on YouTube also at on her own time. We do some lives there sometimes bro and I, and our couple of our other friends. And we, uh, I occasionally put out content, but it's been a while because YouTube content's not easy. Yeah. A lot of, <laughs> a lot, a lot of editing involved. I'm sorry. God, yes. Yeah, That's what Peter does the editing. So yeah, I'm fine doing the talking and being the face of it. He does all the editing. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I can't do it. Peter's a handy guy. He is. I'll keep him. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, boys. She's taking. <laughs> I am. I'm but if anybody to wants to meet him, collection. he does hop on the stream. We usually do a Friday night. Yes. What is it? Nine Eastern. We usually do 9 p.m. Eastern time on Instagram live. We uh, do the Friday night free for all that does have another nickname, but this is a PG podcast and you will figure it out real fast if you've never participated, but we love to have people join us. We love uh, to interact with the uh, people in our comments. We get a lot of re repeat people. You'll get a nickname more than likely. And, uh, and we bring them can, on and we bring them on, which yeah. is a lot of fun too. We've met some amazing people. We've met Adam. Blue, Blue Moose Racing. We met Adam that way. That's actually how we met Nate. Yeah. When I tried to kill Peter with shots. Yep. It was awesome. I didn't succeed, but it was awesome. Man, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna have to start turning into these lines. You might need social media. Yeah, with your with your camera off. <laughs> just maybe, come maybe, up with an anonymous name. Just maybe, come up with a totally make anonymous a Finsta name. and yeah. jump on with you guys. I guess that's, yes. that's what the kids do, right? Yes. And then there's so many Instagram like filters that you can just hide your face. Oh, maybe I'll do that. You, yeah. Like that it. also but requires no. me to take the effort to do that. So we'll see. That's Schmidt's fine. a pretty lazy guy. That's fine. Stick to what you're good at, which is wrist cheese radio. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Kel. She's like, I don't well, want you on our live streams. Get stay away. In your lane, kid. It's like, it's like, like we're cool. We're, we're friends on the podcast. Outside of that, we're not actually friends. So don't call me. Don't talk to me. Nah, anytime you're ready to go on an IG live, I got you, boo. Okay. I might hold hold you to that if I ever get around to making a social media account. Okay, that sounds good. People have been pestering our, our actual account for that. So we'll see. They keep asking who Schmidt is. You guys will never know. <gasps> Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Oh my God. You it's like Waldo. Like, like maybe you'll find out where I'm at. Maybe hundredth episode shenanigans face reveal. <laughs> maybe see if we get maybe. there. See if we get maybe. to hundred episodes. Can I get maybe. exclusive rights to that release? <laughs> who, who knows? Who knows? Know. Maybe we'll see. No, but I will tell you, I was really excited about this. Um, bro knows that there's been some drama this week. So this has been like the highlight of my week. And Glad I drank a bang energy at 8 p.m., which I'm now. <laughs> yeah, I'm now okay. regretting. <laughs> it happens. It happens. <laughs> but no, this has been awesome. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed the conversation. Um, I, I appreciate the, the awareness that you bring to the fact that we are a demographic in this and that we are just as much of an enthusiast and, you know, people like you create a safe space for us to really encourage, like just to build and to share what we love. Yeah. 
It should be that way. Always. Thank you. Always. And thank you for, for your insight. And, you know, thanks hopefully. for coming on. Yeah. Group hug. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. So I guess that puts a wrap on episode 13. Again, Kelly, thank you for coming. As always, it's been a pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, Risk Cheese Radio, out. Take care, guys.